Warning, self-control does not share the same views of the influencers that you see on wrestling Twitter. The comments and opinions you will hear in this episode will make you feel some kind of way. Accordingly, the umbrella must insist that you know from jump that we do not care. We at self-control must insist that you listen and make your own opinions and do not attempt to contact us on that bullshit. We will read them and laugh at you in our group chat or pre-production meetings on the phone, accordingly. That's my greatest fear, that if, if I lost control or did not have control, things would just, you know, I would be fatal. Yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, he, him, she, her, they, them, y'all, is another episode, another edition of the Self-Control Podcast, where the energy never dies, and the energy never lies, and we're all here on Skype together mode <laughs> for this call, man. We even look like we're socially distanced on this thing right here. Well, we look like we on the steps of Kill Bill. Look like the old boy about to show us the one-inch punch. <laughs> Yo, y'all know what it is, man. My name is Naj. I got the gang with me. Y'all know he wasn't here last week, but he's here this week. You know, the one and only Philly Kravitz. The one and only Fred Hampton. My boy, Lorenzo for real with three R's. What's happening, boy? Troll Center was good, man. Trying to get better, trying to feel better. And to his um, right, you know, the new guy, our boy, you know, he, he got, he, hey, I didn't have to come up with nothing. He came up with his own. So go go ahead, go ahead, let, let the people know in case they don't know. Go ahead. What up, Control Center? It's your boy, Rito, a.k.a. the Puerto Rican Powerhouse, a.k.a. the Sensei of Segways. It's your boy, Rito, a.k.a. El Presidente. You know what it is. I love it. I love it. I love it. And right now, man, um, listen, I've been trying, listen, me, since self-control has started, me and Lorenzo said we got to get this guy on in the control center. We got to get this guy. We've even gone so far into sponsoring this match with the one Eric Stevens. Yeah. Very good match, my head. Much appreciated. Um, listen, man, this guy, like, I've seen him work, and he was recommended. I forgot who recommended me to him, but, listen, ever since I've seen him, I've been a fan. I want to see more of him. People, if you're listening, talk to your people in your territories. Listen, we got the one and only, Mo Atlas, but we can call him Hood Foot. What's happening, brother? What's good with you, man? Look, I feel like I'm lacking a little bit of, uh, and uh, and accoutrement, uh, accommodations, uh, accolades. There we go. That's the word. So I'm gonna throw one out there. You know what I'm saying? Mo Belafonte. Okay. You okay. Know? Also, it's Saucy Butcher. You know, mm-hmm. I throw that one out there. That's for the big bro, AJ. Yes, sir. He gave that one to me. How y'all doing, man? Man, we here, man. We love it. Hey, surviving, baby. That's, all, that's the only way you got to do it, man. That's it. So, literally the only way. 
<laughs> Literally, like can't can't do nothing else, man. So what's been going on with you, man? Like we've been seeing you working lately. So what's what's been going on with you, man? Man, I'm just trying to stay busy as possible, man. I, like name of the game is just being out there getting your getting your shit in as much as you possibly can, you know. So I've been hustling, grinding, doing what I got to do. As simple as that, man. Uh, y'all probably saw me out there like in some death matches or whatnot. And uh, that's a new avenue I've been going down. It's one I wanted to go down uh, a while back, but my trainer, uh, Randy West, she told me, she was like, wait until you're ready. Give it a few more years, and then when you're ready, go ahead. So how's that going for you, long since you've been doing it? Man, it's been going, it's been going lovely, man. Like, they receptive, like, it's good reception, warm reception. Uh, from not just the not just the fellow workers, but also the fans, they seem to love me. So look, I can't ask for nothing more. Listen, man, the last time I saw you in the death match, it wasn't too long ago. Like your face was just covered, in, like, like it was, I thought it was like Kool Aid or something. That's how, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, it, it's my man's face. I was like, yo, Huffman is really out there giving it his all, like. Man, look. It's like you talk to a girl, and the girl's like, man, I've never been this wet before. And he's like, Yo, <laughs> why does it taste like hey. that? <laughs> hey, why did I come to the back after that match? And one of my dudes was like, my guy, you out there, you a squirter now? I was like, yo. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Like, yo, yeah, I've never seen you do that before. I've never. That's what I was saying. I was like, I, man, Hoofin, I've never seen you behave in this manner. <laughs> man, look, hey, look. My dad used to have a saying. He's like, look, you sit down with your whole ass. Now, he like, don't you sit down with no half ass. Okay. Mm. So, so uh, I, I love by that creed. What to do? You know what I'm saying? But man, I'm I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. Like the energy I get from it, man, is amazing. You know what I'm saying? The fans, like, the fans' reception to it, you know, I feed off their energy. And when they give me the energy back, you know what I'm saying, like, I, I get into mode. Man, I feel you. Like, listen, the first time I saw you um, on Travel Soul when you came out, the March Madness, yeah. like, man, like, I was jumping. Like, first, I, it was just the fact that I heard somebody other than me and Lorenzo say self-control, say that. But just the fact, like, just catching the vibe from you and the Lost Boys, man, like, it's so easy to catch a vibe from y'all, man. Like, how did that whole thing come together? And, you know, are we going to see more of y'all? What's going on with that? So, um, like, how we first came together is, like, it's all organic, really, because uh, I used to train. So, my training school, I trained with uh, Tankman, Levi Everett, uh, Bradley Prescott the fourth. And my and don't die miles, and so we was in that little circle for a minute. Tankman and Miles are already pretty much done by the time us three started. And long story short, our uh, trainer he's like, "Nah, I don't want y'all going nowhere." And we was like, "Man, like we trying to we trying to move, we trying to function." And he's like, "Nah, he's like if you do that, you can't come back here." And we kind of just like, "I bet." And we started just calling ourselves like the Lost Boys because we was on like an island by itself, kind of. Right. And slowly but surely, like, we met up with our boy Slade because he was training down in Kentucky. 
And the Kentucky trainer told him, like, yo, you're a cancer to the business, blase, blase, you know, fuck you. And he bounced. And my boy Chase just kind of met up with us because, like, he was bouncing from, he lived in California, went all the way to Iowa, uh, lived in Illinois. And, like, he finally made his way down to Indianapolis. And, bro, we just kind of linked up. And we all naturally, we all naturally homies. So the way I tell everybody, we ain't like no faction, we ain't no stable. Uh, we more like a collective, you know what I'm saying? Like ASAP or fucking Wu Tang. Okay. Know, we can all do our own shit, right? I like and it. Exactly. Like we all come and do our own shit, but when we come together, we we work as a unit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what do you like more, man? Do you like working the singles matches? Do you like working the tag matches? Like what? What do you like? What is so? They all got their own. They all got their own vibes to them. You know what I'm saying? Like working a tag match, working a tag match, and being in there, especially being in there with somebody who thinks like you, and y'all kind of, you kind of just bounce off each other, right? You feed off that energy as well. It's like I was saying with fans, right? Uh, but it's more of feeding off your, your off your partner's energy. Well, like in single, sometimes, man, like it, it's hard to it's hard to get that second gear in. You know what I'm saying? You getting your ass, you getting your ass stumped down the corner. If ain't nobody there, like, yo, come on, get up. I need you up. Right? Like, I don't know how many of y'all play sports. Right. Yo, and practice. Y'all remember in practice when you like that last sprint. Yeah. You dying. And you start hearing that clean clap. Come on, let's go. Yeah. That that little bit of that little bit of energy can get you right through the finish line. Like when you in singles, you ain't got that. You basically by yourself. So you got to find, you got to dig down deep in them reserves to get that last little bit of energy. But in the tag match, you got your mans over there like, yo, just get to this corner. I got you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, they all, they carry their own weight. So now with, when you were like speaking of tag teams and all this, you know, I imagine you guys as a collective travel from place to place or, you go on long road trips. What's typically playing on the radio, or who's controlling what? Uh man. So honestly, radio vibes are radio vibes be everywhere, man. Like we got, we usually play. So if we got a brand new Westside Gun, that's getting played first. Like no, like off top. That's just that's just getting hit, right? We was playing. We just been. We just got through playing with fucking uh. Drake's album, putting that in the rotation. J. Cole been in there. And we sprinkle in everything from, like, fucking Japanese wrestling themes to, like, anime things. Because, obviously, I don't know if y'all peeped it or not. I don't know if y'all get it. Like, y'all know. But your boy's a fucking anime head. So, we be throwing in anime themes and shit like that in there. So, that's the type of shit that be giving us energy. And, obviously, you know, shout out to Reba McIntyre. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that I am a survivor. Yo, I'm a look. I'm a look. I'm a basic TV fucking baby. Niggas didn't have cable. Uh, the, can, I say, can I say niggas on here? Yeah, I don't know if y'all. Yeah. All right, bet. Niggas grew up and didn't have cable. So, you know what I'm saying? Kings of Queens, Reba McIntyre. I'm all in that. Yo, the Reba show. Hey. Yo, Bro, what? Tell me why that thing. Tell me why that shit be slapping, man. Yo. One way or another, we all are WB kids. Like WB, I swear to God. Whether it was like Seventh Heaven, Wayne's Brothers, 
Yo, Wayne's brothers, yo. Yo, y'all remember the, uh, the Jamie Kennedy show? The Jamie Kennedy experiment? Yes, bro. Yo, you remember the Jamie Foxx show? Oh, my like, God. Jamie Foxx. That opening, boy. That man, look. That is probably one of the hardest openings in UPN history. That and Moesha. Yeah. Both, no, both versions of the Jamie Foxx show. Like, the last season of mm-hmm. the and the old Yeah. And, yeah, of course, Jamie Foxx made, like, the best, what, wedding song ever? Yeah, exactly. Oh, Mary the Angel? Goodness gracious, man. Like, hey, look, get tears in your eyes listening to that. Fail. But, yeah, man, like, so that's, what's, that, that's what we be playing, man. Like, yo, we, we try to, like, move things around because, obviously, like, Brad and Slade, they throw in, they sprinkle in a little bit of their own thing, but on like real talk, man, we just be having good times and vibing. You know what I'm right. saying? Most of the time, most of the drive is bits. You know what I'm saying? We be in that, we be in that just cracking jokes and shit. <laughs> I feel that, man. You said you like anime. So yeah. um one of my favorite animes is finally they finally making a live action show. I I wasn't too sure how I felt about it until I saw it. Hey, talk that talk. Come on. <laughs> until I, I saw already know. the teaser. But, yo, Cowboy Bebop, yo. Yeah. Cowboy, yo. Hey. I, I've, been peep, I've been peeping they shit. I, when I first heard about it, I wasn't into it. But then I saw the teaser, and I was like, okay, I'm with it. Yeah, all right. I'm not even going to lie. When they first announced it, I was like, I don't know. I started seeing the costumes and everything. I'm like, maybe. Maybe. And then I started seeing some of the visuals they was putting out. I was like, all right, bet. I was like, I, I can fuck with this. I can fuck yo, with this. Harold actually looks like Spike, yo. Like, it's crazy. I swear to God. Hair right and everything. Like, they got the hair right. Yeah. Like, I was worried. I, I was worried you was going to get, like, a Dragon Ball Evolution. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, they was going to call that man. They was going to call that man John or something. Yeah. <laughs> We got, uh, we got we got Bushmaster from um from Luke Cage. He playing Jet Black. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. Like, uh, hey, so let's be real. We all knew Jet was black, right? Yeah. yeah. All, right, yeah. all right, all right. So like, yo, like, hey, no surprise, nobody else. I was yeah. like, I was like confirmed. It, I mean, if you're gonna name him Jet Black, like he, he gotta be black. He got he got to. Like it's like pick like let's be real we all know Piccolo black mm-hmm. like on on like on the low we know Piccolo really black oh yeah definitely definitely from the Shaolin yeah, yeah exactly right like this is some this is some hot shit I was talking to my brother about man we was like uh, I was telling him I was like Piccolo's journey in the and like and like the first couple of seasons is a journey of the black man you know what I'm saying. And getting self knowledge, you know what I'm saying? Knowledge yourself, like, like knowledge yourself. <laughs> to check it out, right? He was the born man to- God, nigga. <laughs> bro. Look, my man was born into the world without knowing his, his true lineage. His whole time, he thought he was a monster. He thought he was a demon. Come to find out, he actually a god. And then when he goes to Namek, you ever seen his reaction when he gets to Namek and he sees his people? It's like going to the motherland. Like he was like, damn, this is this is why me, this is why I'm supposed to be. I was like, that's right, that's right. You see how the planet is? Oh, my body's blown. Yo, hood for just put me on some shit. Yo, pick up five percent. 
<laughs> look, look. I don't know at all, but look, I know quite a few. I know quite a few bits. Like Big Love out there, Big Love with knowledge yourself. Look, then when he fused with Kami, that was it. Yo, oh, that was his whole journey. About mathematics, he out here spitting his mathematics. Bro, I'm telling you, like it's a it's a whole circle with him. Him and Kami. Once he fuses with Kami, right, it completes it, right. And what's the circle? It's just a zero. And what's zero? Cipher. Full complete circle, man. Come on. Yo, fuck. you are spitting nothing but facts, right? Yo, 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 yo this your area right here. This is your type of talk right here, bro. Hey, look, I'm just yeah, looking. I'm listening, man. Like I said, I don't know at all. I just be look. I look. I ain't religious, but I, I stay up to date with a lot of texts. You know what I'm saying? But you know enough, right? So, right. speaking of knowledge of self, I mean, at what point in your life, because I assume, like, you know, just doing some research and whatnot, you heard yeah. sales and you kind of said, like, what was the moment that you said to yourself, you know what, I'm going to start doing this wrestling, I'm going to take it serious, I'm going to put my all in and just run without looking back? So, it was about six years ago. It was a class of champions, right? And this is, how, this is crazy how the world how the world works because uh i was just downtown you know saying kicking it and i had a scalpel come up to me he was like hey man you want to go to this wrestling event i only got a few tickets left i was like bro i only got a 20 on me he was like bet i get you so i got a 20 in the nosebleeds i'm sitting there watching this it was cesaro versus sheamus i remember the match i i remember the moment when i was like damn like i gotta stop bullshitting and so it was uh, Cesaro fucking takes a suicide dive out and he fucking, he eats shit. Like, it was wild. Crowd went crazy for it, though, right? And I was just like, yeah. I was like, I can't keep, I can't keep bullshitting. I got to get on this. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. That's crazy that you mentioned Black Champions 2015 because I got this WWE crew shirt and it's from that pay-per-view. I swear to God. Stay less. Yo, hey. Bro, I'm telling you, it's crazy. How, it's crazy as shit's connected. Doc connector. He's a doc connector, you know? Bro. <laughs> doc connector. It's all in there. I look. Motherfuckers be telling me, like, yo, you be fucking on, you be on that shit, you be playing with, like, they be like, oh, it's a bit. I'm like, kind of, but, like, real talk, I be, I be thinking, like, yo, all this shit's connected, you know what I'm saying? Like, you look at everything, you look at the way the pattern of the world works, it, it can't all be a coincidence. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I ain't about to talk no heavy talk though. Mm. <laughs> Look, we be in this motherfucker. We be in this motherfucker for like two hours. <laughs> Philosophizing and everything, man. Exactly, right? Lo, you got anything? Oh, absolutely. Um, kind of want to link together. Uh, pretty much one of uh, your questions and one of Rito's, and I'm just kind of just uh, you know, thinking about reasons, right? And just I think over the past two years, put like. The Midwest really been making a lot of noise, man. If I'm not mistaken, Nas, I think it was I think it was ultimately Jay Rose who really put us on the hook with, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, and everything going on, you know what I mean? So shout out to Jay Rose, absolutely, at all times. Yeah. All day. Um, but just, you know, thinking about, like, yourself, you know what I mean, Slade and all y'all, and just thinking about, like, the uniqueness right now that's going on in the Midwest. And I think one of the unique features of, of, a, of a promotion like Paradigm Pro, right, is that some of these matches take place under... UWFI rules. And for me, 
and the type of fan I am and the type of watcher that I am, I appreciate that point and that fusion. Um, this is, I guess, it's kind of a two-part question. One, what is it like being under those circumstances in a match, like thinking about, like, you know, back in the day, like what the FI was and, you know, that tradition and bringing that to the States? Um, but also, like, does it ever feel like the work that y'all putting in is unique and it's probably some of the most unique work on the Indies right now in the country? So, uh, to, to the first question, like, when it was first introduced to us, you know what I'm saying, like, I wasn't no stranger to it, but I wasn't, first, I wasn't versed in it, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, I'm, like, a lot of my influence comes from, like, Japanese-style wrestling, right? So, I focus in on a lot of King's Road. Uh, early strong style, right? I'm I'm aware of like companies like uh, Gleet. Is it Gleet? Yeah, I think it's Gleet, and things like that, right? So I was like, all right, bet. As we started getting into it, it starts to morph into something of like I've seen a couple of people say, oh, it's just trying to be a clone, be a clone of this and the other, and I go, not necessarily, because Everybody got to remember, like, wrestling is still an art form. And the way Paradigm is doing their UWFI, they're transforming it and making it their own art. You know what I'm saying? The way I, the way I always explain to people is like, uh, it's like spaghetti westerns, right? You know what I'm saying? You had the American westerns early on, and then motherfuckers in Italy took it. They started refining it. They started playing with it. And it became a spaghetti western, right? And then, in turn, America took the Spaghetti Western back to America and started producing their own. It's the same shit we're doing, basically. You know what I'm saying? And if everybody want to focus in on minor details, man, whatever, man. I don't give a fuck. Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah, it. Me too. Yeah. But like, even like in the next year. Exactly. Man, and I think we carving something that the space really needs because after us, you start seeing like Combat Unlimited. You know what I'm saying? Start to develop them themselves, and every time I watch one of they, every time I watch one of their shows when it's live streamed on IWTV, I go, "Damn, they really turning it up." So now we gotta go, and when we get into our UWFI shit, we gotta go harder, right? And I'd be remiss to say like we weren't inspired by Bloodsport. You know what I'm saying? Because the stuff they were doing in Bloodsport, nobody saw beforehand, and like this most recent one. If you look at it, it was it was quite a few people that came from Paradigm UWFI. That's all I'm gonna say. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying we discovered them or Paradigm discovered them, but there's quite a few of them that probably got a look from the UWFI shit. I'm because because no, like that's like like that's who was holding it down. Like you really look at last year, like what the scope of it was. Like like I'm saying, man, like the Midwest was really making that noise. I yeah. think that like even like like for myself and Naj, I mean even with Rita coming on, like looking at like people like yourself and others, and I think even going back to when we sponsored that match, uh between yourself and Eric Stevens and like, you know, the honor that we had of sponsoring mm. that match and the fact that it was yeah. East it was a great time, you know what I mean? And even just looking at, like, the storytelling and the match and even, like, the finish of it, like, that, like, that, like, that's what I think the sport of wrestling needs, especially on the indies, like, for that sports combat feel, you know what I mean? And then exactly. thinking about a play. Like, as, you know what I mean? Had it, 
kind of being originated in the mid. It's like, yeah, rightfully so. They Like, the ones who were there were supposed to be there. So, rightfully so, bro. Exactly. Like, man, I'm going to be fucking honest, yo. I, like, I like technical wrestling. I like all that shit. But, bro, where I come from, a motherfucker ain't go, if you guys, if somebody grab a hold of my leg, bro, I'm not about to let you just grab my leg I'm going to roll with you. I'm going to smack the shit out you. Like, <laughs> simple, like, like, this is where I come from, bro. If we really get into a fight, bro, and you grab my leg, what's going to happen to you? you? You ain't fucking going. Look, I ain't going for that shit, bro. So, I employ that, I, like, I employ that with uh, my style of wrestling because I'm like, I, I need y'all to see where the fuck I came from. I need y'all to feel where I came from, more importantly, right? You know what I'm saying? It's too many motherfuckers out here want to do all the cutesy shit. Bro, I, I smack the shit out of motherfuckers. <laughs> like, like, and, like I, I, and I can't just say myself. I also look at Tankman. You know what I'm saying? Tankman ain't with the fucking cute shit. He's like, yo, he's like, I bet I'm going to just fuck you up. And I kind of think that's how we fucking get to style because I tell motherfuckers who come to the Midwest for their first time, I go, hey, bro, you better come swinging because motherfuckers out here be fucking swinging. Yeah. Yo, man, speaking of paradigm, you know, like, and like, you know, what Lo was saying, like, your paradigm has pretty much been doing at the forefront of a lot of shit. And once again, got to shout out Jay Rose because it all starts with Jay Rose. Yes. Stuff like... No hook. Like, how does it feel to be like on the forefront of that type of storytelling, type of matches and stuff like that, or just being a part of what Paradigm is doing right now? Because I believe Paradigm is doing something way different than what you see from GCW and everybody else and what they're doing, man. So one thing I'm gonna say, like Jay, which is is a small world inside this Midwest scene or this Indianapolis scene, to be. Uh, more specific, like specific, uh, but like I've known Jay Rose for like maybe four or five years already, you know, because that training area where I was breaking into, he was also he was also filming. Uh, like we used to have Friday, we used to have shows on Friday for students, and he used to come and film film them, right? So I've known Jay Rose for like five years already, and everything he's been doing now recently is the vision that he's telling me about four or five years ago about what he wants in wrestling, right? And to see Paradigm kind of give him, just kind of give him the reins and go, I bet, let's see what you're going to do. And his, like, his vision and his, like, his eye for talent also is something that's insane. Because if you look at, like, the Vegas kids that came out, right? Nobody knew who the fuck they were beforehand. You know what I'm saying? On on this scene or on the bigger scene, right? But now he gave them he gave them a platform to come out and perform. And now you see them growing and maturing, right? Uh even them even them starting their own brand out there in Vegas. You know, it kind of all leads back to how J. Rose saw the vision of fucking wrestling and was like, this is what I want to do, and this is how I'm gonna do it. And it's all due respect to him. Shout out to J Rose because, like I said, man, like Paradigm is really doing some different shit, and I love it, man. Yeah. It's like taking the culture and they're combining it with wrestling, and it's to a point to where 
it ain't cheesy. It's not like one is impeding on the other or one is like it's not. It's it feels seamless, man. It feels it definitely feels yeah. seamless. And like one thing I will say, like, like even more behind the scenes shit, Paradigm's management believes in our talent, right? They believe in the talent they have and the people they the people they put in place, right? To uh to excel and to grow. Um, if you ever look at like paradigm shows three, four years ago, there was no difference. They've never changed. They've always been, they've always been for us, right? It's just now they understand how to how to get there, right? Um, and they've gotten they've gotten more they've gotten more eyes on them. But Paradigm's whole scope, it's never been about trying to pander to the culture, right? It's always been, hey, if you good, you good. Simple as that. Like if, if you can, if you go out there and be an entertainer, if you get out there uh, and be an entertaining wrestler, you know what I'm saying? Go do it. Ain't no bullshit. Ain't no bullshit. Like, oh, we only need two people. We only need two of y'all. You know, it's if you can deliver, you got it. Simple as that. Now, as far as, like, completing, like, the look of Hoodfoot, you know, one thing that really stands out besides your sheer size is the do-rag cape. What, like, what inspired you with that? What what brought that to so, light? Cause... The do-rag, so the do-rag cape, like, real talk, a lot of shit, a lot of shit from me starts from fucking smoking. <laughs> like, yo, <laughs> I, was, I was high as shit, and I was on Etsy, and I saw this long-ass do-rag. And I hit the group chat. I hit the Lost Boys group chat. And I was like, yo, I think I'm thinking about buying this shit. They was like, do it. Right? <laughs> He's like, I dare you. I was like, I bet. So when I bought it, I was like, damn. I really bought this long-ass do-rag. And the way shit works is, is insane because um, Heavy Hitters 2 is when I first wore it. And I was like, I don't know about wearing this motherfucker. And I, I kid you not, everybody in that back locker room was like, yo, you better fucking wear this. And so first time wearing it, I was like, all right, bet. I can feel it. Like, I, I, I fucks with it. And more importantly, everybody else fucked with it. Definitely. It definitely fucks with it. And I mean, uh, so what's next? Like, what, what, like, what is, like, what is your goals and what... In, What's next for you? What are your goals? What you know for you? Uh, what's next? Obviously, man, I want I want to be on GCW main show. Obviously, right? That's like that's one of my big that's one of my big goals. But another one of my goals is I want to start wrestling abroad. You know, what I'm saying I, I like I know everybody's like, oh man, I want to go to Japan. I want to go to the UK. That's that's on my docket. Like I can't even I can't even lie to you. I want to wrestle. I want to wrestle in the UK. I want to wrestle in Japan, right? Those are my biggest goals as I see fit right now. You know, I, I know a lot of people want to be signed, and I know a lot of people seeing all, all the signings going, ooh, I want to get that. If I get that, that's dope, right? But that's not my concern in the next two, three years. My concern right now is to go out and create as much as I possibly can so people can fucking feel me, right? Like, being signed and making money, that's dope. 
that's that's dope as shit. I don't hold that against nobody, right? But like one of the things I want to do, I want motherfuckers to see me. Mm. I want them to I want them to feel me. And to do that, I feel like I gotta go and travel and show as many people what the fuck I'm about before I go anywhere on a national stage. I feel that. I feel that. Like I was talking to my boy, to my boy Zuki King down in Charleston, man. And I was like, yo, I want to see you go against Hoodfoot. And he was like, yeah. He was Bro, like, I'm look, I'm down for it. And I, t- I even told you next, and I was like, yo, I need to see y'all go at it. Like, why haven't y'all been in the ring with each other yet? Like, like what's going on? And like, I don't make I don't make lists on Twitter and shit like that because nigga, I, I, I'm not I'm not really about that. Right. You know, but best believe there's a list in my head. And every time I see somebody else, I go, I bet. And I write their name down. <laughs> like, like I write their name down, I go, that's that's somebody like one of my homies now, uh Merrick Donovan, right? Uh I'm not if y'all not familiar with him, uh he's Black Knight, Merrick Donovan, young dude, but talented as shit. And I worked with him in a triple threat at SCI Futures. And I was like, yeah, I, I got to have a singles with him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, those were one of the people's like, Trey Shaw. Trey Shaw, I was like, yeah, bro, me and him got to go. Uh, and another person on top of that is, uh, I don't know if y'all familiar, Montana. Yeah. Bro, like, yeah. <laughs> I've, known, I've, I've known of Montana for at least three years now. And I was like, man, we got we to gotta go at least once. Yo, I saw Montana Black, and I was like, yo, who is this guy? And he had the mask <laughs> on, and I was like, yo, yeah. this dude is so ill. Like, I was in yeah. like, my group, just, I was like, yo, do y'all know this dude named Montana Black? Like, this nigga is crazy. Yeah, his, his visuals. His visuals is insane. Like, yo, the way he presents himself. Yo, you know? I had to meet him um, at... Power drivers and pancakes in, in New York a couple years ago, okay. and I was like, I was like, yo, you, you, yo, you are dope as fuck. And he was like, me? I was like, yeah, you, man. Like, he probably don't even remember that, but like, bro's like, humble as hell. I saw, him, I had to talk like, yo, like, yo, Montana Black, like, you're dope as fuck, like for real, like him and TJ Boss. You know, guys remember the yeah. time, like, man, like. Bruh. This just like, a, like, I want to ask you, um, what is it like? How do you know when you want to work with that person? Like, is it like a, a spark? Like, do you like just see like a move? Like, what is it? Uh, so it could be it could be like a, a good couple of things. Like, man, sometimes I watch a match and I go, oh shit, okay. Like, I want I want I want to get in the ring with them, right? Um, mm-hmm. other times, like in Merrick's case. Like, we just had a quick exchange in the ring and a triple threat, right? And I was like, yeah, bro. Like, this got to happen. Like, I I can tell you this is going to be magic, right? Um, and other times, man, it's just, it's just repeatedly watching what they're doing, right? Like, uh, Trey Shaw is a good example of, like, I wasn't too familiar with him. And I started watching a lot of his stuff. He started putting up a lot, a lot of good content online, and uh, I seen some of his matches. And I was like, "Ah, bro, we got to wrestle." 
<laughs> like Lucky Ali is another cat that I like. So Darius Lockhart put me on the Lucky Ali uh, last year in Tampa, right? And I started watching his stuff, and I was like, oh, oh yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I want to, I want to work with him. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's stuff like that, and then there's sometimes where I just go, like, uh, like recently, like either early this morning or late last night, I said I want to wrestle with fucking uh, Anthony Henry, and it's because, yeah, it's because now I feel like my, uh, I've gotten to a point now where I'm, where I'm comfortable in what I can do. I know I can get in that ring with them now, right? Or at least I hope I can get in that ring with them. I want to test where I'm at. Hell yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To get on my anime shit, you know what I'm saying? I want to test my power level. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Rito, Flo, y'all got anything else? Um, I just have one thing. I'm sure you've been asked this numerous times in other interviews, but as far as wrestlers that made Hoodfoot or what, what, like, what inspired you as far as wrestling goes? Like, who was the guy that you saw where it was like, I want to take parts of him, take parts of that, and just kind of, you know, mash it all up and make it mine. So, um, to, like, because it's a little weird, because all of us obviously been with WWE fans first, right? Definitely. It's, it's, it's only natural. So, obviously, like, Chris Benoit, Undertaker, I was like, oh, man, this stuff is dope, right? <laughs> but as it, like... As I started growing and I started like experiencing like Japanese wrestling and independent wrestling, I started seeing guys like Chris Hero, Eddie Kingston, you know, Misawa, Kenta Kobashi, right? And those are guys that I actively watch now that I go, this is what I want to take from, you know? And the more my understanding of wrestling grows, the more I, the more I look towards like Kenta Kobashi. And looking towards like Jumbo Saruta, you know, and I go, these are the, these are the people that I want to take things from, right? And I want to take little aspects and see if I could work them into who I am. That's L. Yeah, like but on top of everything, Eddie Kingston, like I told y'all about list, right? Number one, okay, number one on top of that list, like okay. it, it won't change until I'm afterwards. I like that. I like yeah. that. That's something interesting right there. Man. Yeah. Because Eddie, because Eddie's <laughs> one of those cats who I saw, and I was like, damn, this dude reminds like, I, I see myself in him. You know what I'm saying? Like, like how can you see a guy that came from the struggle who's still like, who's still struggling? It's like, yo, I came from the dirt, and he doesn't try to be anything else than who he is. I was like, right. yo, I was like, that dude's dope as shit. So, since I since I've been a fan of since independent wrestling since like I was like thirteen, Eddie Kingston's always been number one on my list. Mm. Okay, uh, this is my last question, man. Um, of course, you know we see a lot about you know the hashtag black you know black black wrestling draws and you know and. We talk about, you know, like, this is, it feels like a new era, you know, in wrestling right now, you know, age of the, of the, of the black superstar some way. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to uh, 
to ask, you know, as a person who's in it, you know, doing, you know, independent wrestling and everything, like, how do you, you know, see your place in it and pushing the and pushing it forward? And what do you think, you know, is, is happening with it? So, first and foremost, like, I, I'm, again, I've been a wrestling fan for a long time. I've been an uh, independent wrestling fan since, like, I was 13, like I was saying. And in that time, going back then to see, to see five black dudes on the card, right? Matter of fact, scratch that, to see five black people on a card was a rarity. Now, man, you see, like, we was at SUP on Sunday, and half of that card was niggas. The progress is there, and we making it, right? The thing we need to focus in on now is bringing in black fans. Black independent fans need to start coming in because once they start filtering in, that's going to change the landscape all over the place, right? And, like, I, I know some people are probably going to be like, well, what about white wrestling? I don't give a fuck. Shut the fuck up. Black wrestling fans, I need y'all in. I need y'all to show up at these independent shows. I need y'all to be there and be vocal about the black independent talent that you need to see, that you need to want to see on these shows. You know what I'm saying? You cannot be, you cannot be happy with just us showing up on an all-black card. We need to be on every fucking card. If you want to see us, you need to be vocal about it. That's the point that we're trying to get across, right? That black wrestling draws ain't just for TV. It is for independent people. Like, you need, like, you need to be vocal and tell these companies, these are who you need to, these are the people that you want to see. And I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and step off my soapbox, my bro, my bad brothers. <laughs> no, 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 it's Been perfect. Mean to. perfect. Let me let me go ahead and fix my bow tie. Y'all do the thing by what? Hello, Rito. Y'all got anything else? Um, you got you got any merch to to plug or anything like that? You know, we got to get our dollars in there as well. All yep. right, man. So check it out. Uh, there's links on my social medias, but a direct link to it would be uh, Brain Buster Tees, Hoodfoot, Mo Atlas, right? As well as my as well as my uh, store on Big Cartel, that is Hoodlum, that's H-D-L-U-M. Um, all my social media, my Twitter and my Instagram are the same, Hoodfoot418. My uh, Facebook like page, for anybody who still use Facebook, you know what I'm saying, 35 and up. <laughs> It is uh Hoodfoot Mo Atlas at that. So if you if you get those links, you can link directly to my store and support me there. Uh as well as if you see me at the show, you see me behind the table, come say what can come say what's up. Don't be afraid to see, hey man, let me get a picture. What's good? You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna badger you to buy a t-shirt, but if you want to help support, come help your boy out. Definitely, man. Definitely. Yo, man. Hoodfoot, brother, thank you so much for Bro. coming to the Center and Rock Olympus. Thank you Same. so much. Hey, listen, like I like when I saw it when I when I finally saw it, I was like, oh yeah, let's get this done. 
I was like, yeah, yeah let's, let's go ahead and get this cracking. Yeah, you've been wanting me this happen for a long, long time, man. Bro, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. We Ain't nothing but love over here. Yeah, definitely. We've we we always wanted to see you. Definitely want to see more of you, man. And, yo, man, nothing but love, man. Same, same. Man, I'm I'm glad that there's, that there's podcast out here where we go in and talk. And, like, we can, we can talk about things that we normally wouldn't be able to talk about on other podcasts. You know what I'm saying? You're like, nothing, nothing against them. It's just some things you can talk about in the barbershop that you can't talk about at work. You know what I'm saying? Hey, boom. And there it is right there, man. There it is right there. But yo, y'all know what it is each and every time, man. Hey, it is your boy Notch here with Rito, here with Low, here with Hoodfoot, man. <clears throat> Nothing so done. So it's good, man. What do you think, Low? Another one of them ones right there? This one of them ones, man. This this one of them ones, man. I'm uh I'm I don't know, I'm I'm feeling something right now. I feel like I'm in church right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey yo, side note, the I know what these steps look like. Y'all remember Into the Dragon? <laughs> when my man's was training them? Yeah. It's like emotional, emotional content. Yeah, it's what the, it's what it looked like right here. Listen, this was by accident, dog. I was just pushing buttons. Hey, I, oh. I, fucked, I fucked with it, bro. Into the Dragon is my shit, bro. I used to watch this shit after Soul Train all the time. <laughs> Oh man, like we always do at this time, man. You know what it is. He doesn't call to qualify. He qualifies the call. That is Christine Kane, ladies and gentlemen. Is we done? We wrapped. So, uh, good night. Good luck. Inshallah. This is my life. Farewell. Remember, dirty. On to the next one. We'll see you later. Bang bang. Peace. Yeah. So like yo, like I was saying about the uh <clears throat> like I was saying about the seagrams, right? So you get the seagrams, watermelon vodka, you get like two shots of that shit, fam, right? And then you get the simple lemonade with the raspberries. Oh, Cursing them. Fam. You over there coordinating colors? Court. Courtney. Uh, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> that ain't Courtney. You? <laughs> Out here. Courtney. Okay. Listen. I'm going to be for the holidays. It's festive. No, no, I'm festive. still telling you. Listen, y'all people going to be like, no, man, no. Okay, fam, I'm telling y'all. Get the secrets vodka. What the? With the Simply joint, with the, the lemonade with the raspberry joint, but also get a splash of the cranberry Sprite. I don't even want to talk no more. The, the LeBron commercial. With, with right. I'm giving, oh, I'm giving yeah. you that right now. I'm giving y'all too much game. I'm giving y'all too much alcohol game right now. Yeah, no, you, you, definitely, you definitely made it festive with that last one. You know what you, you, know what you be doing, yo. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, we, we've done about 
thirty some episodes, you know. So I mean, I, I would guess I would get something right, you know, something right on here, man. Oh uh, no, you, you know, you shoot, you, you shoot very high percentage from the field. My man's a man. <laughs> All right, y'all. <clears throat> Let's do this, man. Ladies and gentlemen, she, her, they, them, y'all. Welcome to another edition to another episode of the Self Control Podcast, where the energy never dies and the energy never lies. I'm your boy Naj, you know, the red cup drinker, you know, ganja smoking, whatever, whatever. I don't know. I can't come up with nothing about me. I can't, I can't think of nothing. But you know, to the right of me on our little uh, Enter the Dragon steps, and y'all, y'all hear more about that later on in the show. Uh, <laughs> to the right of me on our Into the Dragon steps <laughs> on Skype is my brother. Y'all know what it is. Philly Kravitz himself, Dread Hampton III. You know, the homie, my brother, Lorenzo and the Benzo. Lorenzo for real. Three R's. You know. <laughs> Bro, kind of was good, man. Am I coming in good? I know the throat kind of crazy right now. Pause. Crazy pause. But, you know, it's trying to get better from a cold. But, you know, we out here, man. We're still in the patrol center. Yeah. Yes, sir. Y'all know uh, an audio. You know, he's done a couple spaces with us. But now, you know, brand new producer for the show who keeps us on track and keeps, you know, lets us know where we're going. You know, keeps us on topic, keeps us on the road. It is our boy Rito, you know, and listen. I feel like I can't, like I said before, man, I can't, I can't even do the introduction no justice, man. I, I just love to hear him. He just got to get his shit off. I love get, I love him getting his shit off. Pa- uh, pause. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, good, brother. What's good? It's your boy, Rito, a.k.a. the Puerto Rican powerhouse, a.k.a. the Sensei of Segways, a.k.a. Sinbad's secret son. More on that later. It's your boy, Rito. <laughs> Oh man, we live. It's, it's one of them shows, man. It's one of them shows, man. All of them. So how's everybody doing tonight, man? How's everything going? We doing good, man. We doing great. You know, I'm feeling real kingy. I'm feeling like a king. What about you, my brother? Uh, I'm feeling good. You know, smoking out the good job right now. I got the homie Bozy book with me right here. Got something good in the cup. You know, I'm chilling with my brothers. You know, it's it's a great feeling. You know, a wonderful night of recording. It's a wonderful night of recording tonight, you know. Absolutely. Like we get a piece of comedy. Yeah. That's how, you know, yeah. like we're doing things. We're doing things. It's just a whole rush of energy. Yeah, that's going <laughs> right now. Uh, <laughs> Why? <What? laughs> I'm just with some. So you know, speaking for myself, you know, on, on mine tonight, just you know, I'm 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 really disgusted at my Philadelphia basketball 76ers uh, lost to your Knicks tonight, and I, um, in the garden. Yeah, you know I mean, we're not surprised. Um, you know what I mean? But I just turned I just turned back to the World Series. Currently, bottom of the fourth. Atlanta is kind of exposing Houston right now, five nothing. So, Yo, very interesting. Very interesting the strip clubs go make so much money. So far gone. Houston, Atlanta. Houston, Atlanta. <laughs> like, come on. Like, it's about to be on the top. <laughs> we, got the, we got the Vegas Knights playing on ESPN tonight. 
Mm. I don't get no better than this, man. So Vegas Raiders, Eagles, it's just a lot going on, man. Yeah, we here, man. All right, man. Where we at with it? Rita, let's go. All right. So first on the docket, we could start with either our raw thoughts or jump right into Seth versus Biggie. What y'all want to do? Huh. Yo, man, what the fuck is going on with Raw, yo? Did y'all like the show? Uh, it, it was... <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> it was all right. Yeah. Raw's usually as of late, to be honest with you. Um, that, that latter match was kind of a banger. I was fucking with that. Um, I, I like seeing Cedric Alexander get thrown around, so, you know, I like senseless violence against small black men. <laughs> Why do you like seeing Cedric like get thrown around? So, like, so, like, Bearcat doing his thing was, like, all right. <laughs> Yeah, it seemed like they're getting back to their rare form. At least it's semi-entertaining. It just seems like Raw's, it, it seems like it's starting to become a countdown of who's going to leave when, you know, as far as talent goes. Because with that ladder match, you saw how and KO, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't expect KO to be here long. It's time to say goodbye to KO, man. KO about to go. He about to go get. He about to go get that AEW check, yo. He about to get treated like a god, like how they. He about to get that that <laughs> Daniel Bryan treatment, yo. Yeah, something like it. He about to, yeah. he about to get that Adam Cole treatment when he go over there, yo. Yeah. Like for yeah, real, like, like how, how that pot went crazy when Adam Cole came out, yo. Kevin Steen, fuck Kevin Owens, Steen coming through, man. Let's. Them niggas would be beyond themselves. It would get unglued up in Daly's place, whatever they call that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna be up. That shit would be unglued. Like that's what that's gonna be. That's the biggest. That's the the name right there. I think that's the, gonna be the one where honestly it's gonna be the turning point when Kevin Owens goes over there. I just that's just how I feel. I just feel like we're not gonna see Kevin Owens for long, and. I'm thankful for the time he. I wish there was another WrestleMania shirt that you um, that you put out before you leave, um, because all your WrestleMania shirts were dope. So um, yeah. That's yeah, man, I'm, you can just see it. You can just see it. He don't want to be there. You know what I mean? He gave us a lot though. Yeah, it seems like with KO, he he's really been kind of riding the. I don't want to say riding the paycheck because at the end of the day. He's been putting in that work, but it seems like he's such the guy. I, again, you know, especially with Seth versus Big E. Uh, we haven't yeah. seen the what, NXT championship? Yeah, it hasn't been since. So. Since he was Tyler Black or some shit like that? Or was he Seth Rollins or whatever? Was he Seth Rollins or was he uh, Tyler Black at that time? I think he was Seth Rollins then. Okay. But, um... Who won that match? Um, Big E won that, right? I expect the same thing to happen. This title running, this title running over. They're not going. This is not, man. They 
this is the this is the title run title reign that could. When you see him dropping, man, I don't really, I don't know. I don't see I, him. Uh, I don't. He's building him up as a champion. I feel like a, a tag because you know we kind of saw uh, you know it kind of reminded me when Kofi uh you know when Kofi goes over against uh Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania um and he's confronted by or he confronts Seth Rollins right uh sort of like how like in Battle Rap how I was like guys chase this guy or this guy chasing that guy depending on the status it could be taboo or whatnot um but Seth just seems like to be that guy. Um, that at some point at in your title reign, like you got to you got to get past this guy. I mean, I think some people might be skeptical, might be inclined to think that you know it's Seth's time again. I believe Seth will have his time again. Um, I just think right now that you know, I just think they're still trying to build you up as a champion, get him past somebody. It might be a funny, it, it might be a funny finish to the match. I don't know how they're going to, you know, scratch it, but you know, just build the guy up. Right? I mean, Seth can lose Biggie and not get hurt. You know, but you know the E loves to do dirty finishes. You know they love to you know have a disqualification or some shit. They can never have something in normal. Um, I mean, but we'll we'll see what happens, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's it's something we ain't seen before. Yeah, it's new. It's something we ain't seen before, and. I want to see what, you know, what gear Biggie gets into when he gets into it with Seth Rollins. Because, hey, that is Seth freaking Rollins. Like, at the end of the day, like, that man puts on, when he in that ring, he he, he putting on. So, you know, with with these guys being champions, you know, with Biggie, you know, a lot of things come into play where there's egos or the way that you want things to go. You know, sometimes you go in business for yourself and, it's good that we're speaking of Seth Rollins because there was a big controversy last week with Becky and Charlotte. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? What What did Jay say? Uh, good to be a hero. Do you, you, you look? look. <laughs> Die, 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 hero! Hey, when they love me, and they love me again. Yo, hey man. So, I don't know what so, the Charlotte on, but Charlotte is on it right now. Yo, Charlotte like Kyrie right now. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Charlotte is also Kyrie. I don't even, I don't even understand how I got to that parallel. I may be wrong. Corey and Charlotte, they just scored Ashley off the premises, yo. (laughs) So, first of all, the concern is supposed to be that, you know, the whole transaction taking place to her was was kind of like ill-advised on her end because she didn't want her title run to look weak or something something like that or something to that degree. Yeah. But it's like, Charlotte got chips. Like, Charlotte got chip chips and has had title runs, you know what I mean? Like, it, like you know, then really, like, stuck it to him. You know what I mean? It's had a crazy run. And, you know, they wanted to shake things up again, as the old man says. They have a draft. You know, they still hold the titles. You know, 
They said this shit got so real that old girl wanted to even fight Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. Sonya's doing a great Hey, Sonya's great. Where I'm saying, hey. When I heard that, I was like, man. They feel so disrespected. And I mean, you know. What is it about, like, people with, though? Like, because there's been rumors or whatever. Like, people been talking about her, like, how, like, she's, like, alienated herself in the locker room and shit. Like, she really yeah. don't fuck with her body, like, like, even, like, people don't fuck with her no more, either, like, it's just like, what is going on with your life? I didn't expect to see this happen with Charlie, yo. I didn't think Charlie would go out like this. I think, you know what, the way I see it, and this is just purely speculation, I think it's the fact that, you know, when Rick was there, it was kind of like, oh, Rick's here. We're not going to, you know, voice our opinions. We're not going to do anything. Now that daddy's out of the picture and and her man's in AEW, it's like, yo, we don't really fucks with you. Damn. I don't think so, man. Like, it seems like every time, you know, there'd be a pay-per-view chip or a win for uh, Sasha, you know, Charlotte would take it, trade it off. So it was something where there was a lot of politicking when daddy was around. Because I'm not going to take away from her talent. She's a talented individual. But, you know, when you got that Rick Fair, Rick Flair pull and you got that, you know, talking in Vince's ear, you know, it does influence a lot of change. And now that he's out of the picture, it's like, yo, we really don't fucks with you. I just I, I just really feel like Vince found a female body, like a, a body like Charlotte. Like, come on now. Ain't nothing like it. And, like, yeah, she gonna, I, how many how many chips she got? Like, at least over 13, right? I think she's at 12 right now. She had 12? Yeah. Fam, come on, now. What's, so, okay, where's Sasha? Where's Sasha at? Four? Uh, she's at five. Bailey. Bailey got how much? Bailey, I think she's either at three or or four. I know she's lower than four, at least. And Becky's around the same number as Sasha, right? Give or take, yeah, between combined rates. Yo, what the fuck, yo? Like, you see the gap? You see the gap? It's like you got three to four, then you got like 12, 13. Like, with fucking, like. And the only middle is five six. Like, it's crazy, yeah. man. And you know, everyone deserves a WrestleMania moment and all that. So, you know, it seems like what WWE is getting into now. You know, just to transition to the next thing, is a two day mania. It seems like they're gonna go the New Japan route and say, "Hey, we're gonna do the Wrestle Kingdom formula and give you two nights of wrestling." What are your thoughts? Good, good, finally. Yeah, I figured this was going to be the move, especially after last year and the year before. But I think last year with that, with the live crowd, you know, one night probably seemed more exciting than the other. But I think they're going to try to definitely drive that home for it this year and try to have a solid, solid two-night show. Yeah, this is like, as a person who, like, you know, me and Lowe, like, we trying to go to the Wrestle, trying to go to WrestleMania. You know, we got our, our group chat popping right now about our house. Um, just to be, you know, ahead of the 
the bunch. Like that's gonna be the thing. Like, yo, which which day we going? Which day we wanna go? Like, like what's gonna be the the hot? What's gonna be the hottest? So I kind of right. I like it like that, you know. Um, to a certain point, um, I know a lot of people just I don't know. I don't, I think people's always kind of feeling the two night. I don't think there's ever been an objection to the two night WrestleMania. I think people like it being two nights. Like as a person who goes to three WrestleManias, yo, it gets late and you just like shoot me already. Like I remember, like in the Orlando one, like I was just like, yo, shoot me. Like it's so fucking late. Like I don't, I don't care. Like it felt like. Undertaker was undressing and folded up his clothes for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, speaking of like staying up late and, you know, you're being at these manias and whatnot, you know, I'm sure that the people overseas might feel our pain. And it seems like WWE is going the route of having a UK pay-per-view or are they doing the SummerSlam over there? I wasn't, I was a little late on that news. Ooh. Well, you know, me and Lo, we both have an affinity for for old London. You know, we, we we love London. You know, as you can see, the boy Lo got on a Chelsea jacket. <clears throat> you know, oh, <laughs> you know, I myself, I'm a Liverpool fan. You know, so our our brother. Scott Underwood, he's about to move over there, so I know he's going to be super hyped that it's going to be a, a UK um, pay-per-view. I mean, so I, I guess we're going to get, I guess the only thing to ask is, are we going to get another plane ride from hell? I'm just... I, I mean... <laughs> you know how it is? That's you know? Hey! Niggas get... Yo, real quick, shout out to Almanac Show. They was reviewing, when they was reviewing the episode, they was watching Insurrection in the background. That was, that was the most thorough shit. Like, I'm like, yo, shout out to Michael Johnson, man. That shit was funny. I knew he was going to say that shit. I knew he was going to say that. Do we get another one? Yo, we going to get another one? I mean, yo, like, hey. Hey, man, so it's the Saudi story from, you know, not too long ago. The non-play ride from hell. But I, I mean, hey man, I don't want to get no more hides. I, I don't, you know, you don't wish nothing on the workers, man. But it's like, I mean, hey, it could probably create a very, you know, quote unquote, uh, compelling story twenty years later. But it's like, you know, I hope not. But I mean, it, you can clean this up, right? It can be a plane ride that's like, you know, if you want a fantasy book, this plane ride that might be like, I don't know. See, it feels you, like you, so certain point. It feels like we, everybody forgot about the first plane ride. Now, like. At first, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that shit happened. Damn, mm. that Ric Flair. Like, Ric Flair lost, lost, like, lost that, that one commercial, and after that, like, all right, cool. And that's fairly recent, too. That was a fairly recent event, so. <laughs> so, <laughs> my man lost the insurance sponsorship, and, like. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, man. So, um, another news. News. Uh, apparently, Impact has struck out on Bray and Braun. What's the news on that one? As far as uh, 
what were they committed to any other company or did they just say we have no interest in signing them or uh from what i've read in the twitter sphere um uh, bleach report and shit um i know uh a lot of people thought that uh Braun was gonna be at Bound for Glory um last weekend. Um they really thought he was gonna show up and I think they were they were negotiating with him but it just I guess talks came at an impasse or whatever. Well he wasn't feeling the deal, so he was just like, nah. But um I guess that's why the pivot happened with Moose and, and Josh Alexander, I'm thinking. That's I'm not saying what happened, but I'm saying that's what I'm thinking, like well, damn, Braun Strowman ain't going to be here to come out in front of Josh Alexander, so at least we can have, like, Moose come out and do something, you know. So that's how that that's how it happened. You know, but it was cool seeing Josh Alexander win the championship for, like, 30 seconds and then Moose come in and just, you know, that heat seeker fucking <laughs> just... <laughs> Yeah, he definitely pulled the uh, he shall not be named. Yeah, man, like he just took that man belt from that man, in front of that man's family like that. <laughs> <laughs> that man's got a family. <laughs> some people say that like Moose didn't deserve it, and um, I thought he. Had, I mean, you know, they've been putting together a solid year with him. Listen, besides the fact that you know he's a Tessa, he's a Tessa Blanchard apologist. That meme earlier. You know, that he Moose been putting on. Moose been putting on. Um I heard he called out AEW and NXT and shit in his uh his first promo as champion or whatever. Like we we didn't need to hear that nigga. Like we don't believe you. You need more <laughs> Moose gonna Moose though. Facts. Moose is gonna Moose, yo, like Title win! Oh my god! So, uh, speaking of returns overseas at the G1 Climax, Shibata, the great one, has returned. I'm gonna let low. I'm gonna let because I know this meant a lot to low. Man, listen, it's it's been it's been rough. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm not gonna hold the people, right? It's been rough. I think past couple years in New Japan, you know what I mean. We've seen some glimmers, and I mean. And, you know, depending on who you are, if you're a WWE loyalist or if you're, you know, loyal to the Bullet Club, loyal to the all-in stuff, loyal to the all-elite stuff and all of that, you know, you might be more inclined to say that, you know, it's been a struggling couple of years, right? So some of the glimmers that might have took place might have been Kenta, right? A couple kingdoms ago, we saw uh, my guy, Naito, you know, finally win the double titles, but his party was crashed by Kenta. And, you know, that was supposed to be, like, the return in this thing that would really, you know, bring New Japan up to speed and all of this, bring Bullet Club back, all of that. I don't know. I had a few things go on with also other guy's name, Will Osprey, you know, his faction, the Empire and all of that. Great old guy. You know, you got some people, right? You thought Sonata was going to be doing some stuff here and there. Sonata had a good couple years. But ultimately, Takagi's laughing. And ultimately, he's, you know, your IWGP champion right now. You got Okada, you know, just won the G1, right? But the great wish about it, you know, had a fantastic match, but I think is, you know, pretty much one of the top performers in New Japan, one of the most consistent performers in New Japan over the past couple of years, Zack Sabre Jr. 
Zach Labor Jr., as I like to call him. He's a part of the Labor Party over there in London. Another another good part about London. But I think that when we think about this particular season, I'm 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 not I'm not too excited about this particular season of uh you know the G one going into Kingdom and all of that. This is very exciting, right? Because you get someone that has a you know crazy history, not just professional wrestling in Japan, but this is all the combat sports. Definitely got his ass kicked a couple of times in MMA, but that's cool. You know, at least he went out there. But I think it could be a bright spot, but I just want the company to show me a bit more. I want this board to show me a bit more when we think about an American, you know, audience, you know, being more introduced to Japan. I wasn't going to be doing too much impressing, but I'm definitely, you know, I'm happy about, you know, Shibata's return. It's good to kind of see him working again. I think a lot of people didn't think he would probably be ever working again, but a lot of people were hopeful, right? Sort of like the Danny Bryan situation. But yeah, man, we'll, 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 we'll see how they book them throughout the rest of the season into January. It's a kingdom season, and uh, yeah, man. I just, I just have, I've got my hopes up a lot for, for some of these returns. Um, even when Hiromu came back, you know what I mean. We, we all knew he was gonna be, you know, he was gonna put the belt back on him. That wasn't nothing that nobody didn't expect. But I don't know. I just, I just need them to show me a bit more, man, with these returns. But you know, I'm definitely excited. I'm, 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 I'm half and half though. Yeah, it, it seems like that. Is a bro- What's up? Who wins you one again? Tama, right? Okada. Okada was? I thought Tama was. The final was uh, Koda. <clears throat> Excuse me, it was Koda and Okada. That was the final. Okay. So speaking but, of the no, book, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you got it, Rito. My bad, bro. Oh, no, it's all good. Um, as far as the switching gears, um, you know, speaking of booking and things of that nature, um, there's talks of Cody Rhodes possibly becoming heel, or is that something that, you know, people are fantasy booking right now? Cody needs to be a heel. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that. Was, like, was that your feelings? Because I, I think I, I agree. It's time. We've been talking about this for a long time. It's time, y'all. Yo, Tony. Cody, now's the time to listen to us. It's time. That Malachi Black got a lot of people tell you. Like, yo, uh, time to be healed, man. People's, man not, people's not fucking with you right now, Cody. We're not fucking with you at all. So as far as, you know, becoming a heel, what's something do you think he could tap into as far as being a heel? I don't know, but he needs to do something. He just needs to, like, I just don't like him right now. I just don't like him at all. I hate his music. I hate his walk. I hate his clothes. You know, <laughs> they got art. It's whack. His jacket's whack. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I'm fly as fuck. <laughs> I think, I don't know, the thing is with Cody, if he does something, like, remotely risque and, li- like, like, obviously we're not going to go the MAGA route because, you know, that's that's behind, you know, that's behind us right now. But I feel like the way he's going to do it is going to come off corny, forced, or just like, yo, you serious? Yo, Cody can play the, like, the Manchurian candidate and just be like, yo, like, just lean into that, nigga, because that's what Cody is, the Manchurian candidate. 
<laughs> I figured it out. I figured it out. Hello? That's, no, I, 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 that's a, it's about to take. I don't want to see nothing that's forced or too. Yeah, it's 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 kind of hard to put your finger on from our angle. I think like what would be the, you know, the the the, the language, all of that type of stuff. Like when we go into the the, the aspects of his, of his heel persona, because we, I mean, we kind of like we've had conversations before. We've joked and shit like that, and they've also been all over the internet, the whole world. You know what I mean? You know, this white Cuban stuff and all of that stuff people talking about. Um, you know, the heritage shit and all that. But, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, it, Cody is just, like, a natural heel. You know what I mean? Like, he can – Cody draws heat without having to, like, dig into it. You know, it's it's sort of like he, – he's sort of kind of like Roman, you know, a few years back. He, he's not really trying – you know, but it's something about the guy that's making him draw heat. Depending on the results of his matches, how he's being booked, whatever. This is fucking company. So when people got tired about the Malachi Black situation the other night, it's just like, yeah, like he's like a shoot heel. He's like a real life, like heel. He's a heel on the timeline to people. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, I, as far as the actual product, you know, on our end, it might be a bit of a challenge to see how that might go. Listen, I know it's a meme, but every time I see that fucking picture in here with Martin Luther King, I get upset. <laughs> <laughs> I get upset. I get angry because it looks rich. <laughs> they, they, they did a job on it. They did quite a job. Because Cody looked like one of them the front line white niggas. He got I was there. I was here. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I if, if I could have voted a third time, I would. <laughs> a third time. <laughs> wow, well, oh. man, we talking about Cody running for office too, not so long ago. We yeah, we did talk about that, right? Yeah, like yeah, come on, man, Cody, the Manchurian candidate. He's the Manchurian candidate. I'm trying to tell y'all, yo. Yeah, I think I think in order for Cody to you know get over as a heel, he got to shoot somebody. And speaking of shooting somebody, our boy Alec Baldwin went Arn Anderson. Oh man. With the glizzy. Bow. Yeah, I didn't know he was going to transition like that. I thought he was going to bring that back. Yeah, Yo, with the glizzy. With the Glock. Nah, but let me let me preface this by saying that, you know, prayers and hopes to the family because it is, it is a true tragedy. You know, we're not here to make light of a situation, but it's kind of crazy that we've made they it this that girl. What was that? They Brandon lead that girl. Exactly. It, it, it's crazy that we've came so far in Hollywood and in films where, you know, we have things like, you know, prop guns not being properly channeled through or going through the right people. Like, you have films like John Wick where it's all about guns and nothing goes, everything goes out with that hit. So strange what happened with this. I don't even know yeah. what kind of shit this is, but apparently, like, he was, like, he had it, he had, had it in front of the director and the, and the cinematographer or whatever. That's who got, like, that's who died, the cinematographer or whatever, I believe. Um, like, 
like did nobody like clear the guns? Did nobody like like check the like check the rounds? Like I don't understand. Like it's, it's just like when you hear about the whole the Brandon Lee shit. Like they like is it? And everybody wants to say some free sex. Like yo, like but nobody checked nothing. Like yeah, it's just severe negligence. Yeah, um, I haven't really looked into it. I know it's a lot that's coming up. About like the union this and you know they didn't check the props bad and he was rehearsing with it and he, yeah it's 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 crazy it's crazy and it's only like some type of like western I believe too I guess but I mean I guess I'm mean, just like I mean I'm just thinking from his perspective like he's just thinking like like yo it's a prop gun like here we go yeah like yeah he thought yeah oh shit like on his job. Like, wait a minute, you, you bleeding? Like, what are you talking, like, wait, like, yeah, I, this whole thing, I mean, it's, it's a whole crazy situation from both sides, and it's just like, what, like, yeah, it's a crazy situation. I don't know what more we gotta do to, I mean, is, are they gonna have to, like, the safety guidelines, like, I don't know, man, I don't, I don't, I think, they're gonna have to do what they did in ET and just change all the guns to walkie talkies. That's I don't know. But uh, yeah, speaking of uh, you know terrible shooters, Ben Simmons, they stopped firing yeah. my man. Yo. <laughs> What's the murder mook line from Summer Madness? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. So glad. He's, what's, 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 what's the, what's the murder mook line from Summer Madness? <laughs> what do you say? Uh, you, I, I, I dropped this nigga off in Philly. You know, you know they're like big niggas that can't shoot. Yo. Yo. You down bad, bro. Yo, man. Yo. How he segue like that, yo? He, yo, and he Euro stuff with that one. <laughs> he Euro stuff with that one. <laughs> but the way the way you slid it in there, like speaking of bad shooters, like damn, nigga, like. <laughs> No regard. <laughs> yeah, so what? Out of all this bad shooter. <laughs> you know what else was? Man. I say a segue, man. He told y'all. He told y'all. Oh, man. That was dope. I'm, oh, my God. I'm, I'm ready for this conversation, man. I'm What's up with your boy, Ben, man? Like, I heard they I'm give it a lot. Yeah. It's just, they give them counseling. <laughs> so you know, it's 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 just a tough place, man. We, we you know we all come from a tough. We all come from you know select tough places around the country. But all intents and purposes for this national story, uh, you know, I, it's it's a lot going on. You know, Jason Kelsey, you know, Super Bowl champion, former mayor of Philadelphia, supposedly uh, had some choice words about Ben. Uh, so did Joel Embiid himself. Uh, Tobias Harris definitely uh, played preacher man, and uh, you know was kind of like the first voice of uh, 
reason here, kind of like the Horatio and uh, Shakespeare's Hamlet. This shit is like a fucking play, bro. This shit is like theater. Like, every day, like, it was a funny meme that I seen too on the TL when they put Ben Simmons' head over Terrell Owens. And I don't know if anybody remembers the story, but Terrell Owens was just we a deep shit. We the driveway. Very, like, that was like, that was like an Iverson practice moment. It was like at that level. Like, the frenzy that the city was in. As far as this being a story and everything, like it was at it was Iris in practice levels for sure. This definitely, but uh, it's interesting. I kind of made a joke on Twitter. I'm like, ah, oh, that's funny. Uh, then you got to at least go to a championship first for him to even be in the positionality that Terrell Owens was at that point. Um, in his second season with the Philadelphia Eagles, that's another story for another day. However, uh. You know, there's a lot of talk, right? A lot of people was like, you know, basically shitting on Ben. I definitely had some personal issues with what, you know, how, you know, he handled these things uh, publicly. And I mean, you know, you know, these guys are young. You know what I mean? We kind of look at it from another side. You know, and this happens all the time. We might hear a story, might have a certain reaction, and then at a certain point have some sympathy. Have sympathy for Ben this whole time, right? Have sympathy for Ben when he was a fucking freshman at LSU. I didn't know if this cat would even make it in the NBA. But somehow, some way, we, we, we draft the kid, develop him up to this point, and here we are. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, I, this, this is always for all types of athletes around the country, high school, college, and beyond, right? Uh, so, I, 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 I can't, you know, I can't say I'm one of the guilty parties here that has, has all out shitted on them. But we have had those people that have done that, regular people, people in the media, and people in the league themselves, even on the Sixers. So... What happens is, you know, Ben has a second conversation with the management. He says that he's not necessarily in the best space mentally. Um, you know, it's kind of this come to Jesus moment, if you will. Uh, and it's, you know, very interesting. Uh, they basically said, okay, we can, you know, stop, kind of stop the bleeding, right? They stopped the fines. They said they'll continue to pay him, um, you know, if he, you know, does these, you know, kind of, you know, mandated uh, tasks of, you know, seeking help for his mental health. Um, so this thing can kind of, you know, kind of, you know, be put to rest. He can kind of find himself in a better space to be able to play. Um, and, you know, potentially play out the rest of this contract, this max contract, might I add. Oh, um, and yeah, man. So it's, it's, it's kind of in a more, uh, anticlimactic space now. Uh, we basically got exposed by the New York Knicks tonight, which I, you know, said earlier, we definitely expected it. Uh, kind of a competitive game in the first half, but the Sixers don't close anything. Um, at all. So, not, yeah, man. And in his head, he's saying, bing pong, we gotta win. <laughs> man, man it, is, it, is, it is brutal. So, but, uh, I mean, listen, we'll listen, listen, man, the energy is nice in New York right now, man. That's all, like, it, it is, it's a good, good feeling in New York right now, like, man. You know, three and one, you know, we 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 alright, man. We, we we just trying to play our game right now. We just taking it easy. We not trying to be like nobody but ourselves, you know. Kimba's playing okay. Evan Fournier is. I know I know who Evan Fournier name is right now, so I guess that's good. So uh, <laughs> uh Randall's playing crazy right now. Um. RJ's playing crazy defense right now. Obi, Obi Toppin, real name, no gimmicks. Like he doing his thing off the bench. (laughs) 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 So, yo, like, yeah. I mean, 
D Rose, we we deep. We got deep bitch. Like, yeah. We got, we right now, you know. Um, yeah. If we need to make a move, we got pieces to make a move. But for now, I'm we're we're a good we're a good fourth seed, a good four fourth seed, or we could be like I think the third seed last year. Yeah. So, you know, the Knicks are good. Everything's good. But our boy Delonte West isn't good. What is happening with him? Man, we was really cheering, we was really cheering for Delonte West, man. Um, last we had, we had talked about our self-control that uh, Mark Cuban had got him a job um, at a, you know, he was, a, I think he was, like, helping people himself whatever, like, he was really on the up and up, like, he was better, he was working at, like, at a rehab center or something like that, I forgot, but he was, uh, really working hard, um, and he was even playing basketball again, you know, at least not, like, just doing, like, some, you know, normal runs, you know, not like how the NBA do runs, you know, in practice, but he was just, just two-on-twos and shit, but, um, him, him shooting around, but to hear this, man, it just shows addiction, man. Addiction, it grabs a hold of you. And all I, I just want him to get help, man. I just want him to, feel, I just want him to get better, man. You know, I don't have no judgment toward him. Um, I, he was arrested without incident, I believe. So, you know, that's good. You know, hopefully, you know, he, has, he doesn't do any jail time or anything like that. But uh, I just want him to get better, man. You know, just what you just want. You know, you just want to see a person, see somebody, you know, get better. That's that's for me. You know, so my love to his family and everything like that. Much love to Delonte, to Delonte West, man. We want to see you get better, King. Yeah, man. Cause Delonte, man, I don't, it was just like you know, talked about it before. You know, Delonte attending St. Joe's. You know, that was a crazy time here. Definitely an icon at Philly Hoops, Philly College Hoops. I, you know, the league at large. I mean, you know, it was all types of things. Stories out there that we, you know, at one point in time probably used to laugh at and things like that. And probably wasn't noticing how serious it was with Delonte. Just thought that he was just like one of the dudes in the NBA, like, uh, let's say, like a JRC. But, um, you know, there's certain things in that area, right, when we think about JR. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean? Definitely want to see, like, you know, someone who, you know, because that's the thing, like, you know, growing up in Philly, and you know, you, you get ball players, you get all types of, you know, but it was just something about Deontay's personality. Like, he's definitely, like, he's definitely probably had his bad days, but, you know, for the most part, a lot of people that knew him up here, like, they, they, they love the guy, you know what I mean? So, you know, definitely, you definitely want to see him, uh, you know, just being in a good place. But just as far as how his game used to be, he was, he was a cold ball, you know what I mean? For the DMV, very unique game, very unique. Way he played the backcourt defensively, like Delonte was cool. You know, what I mean? definitely a great asset to Jameer when he was, you know, doing anything at St. Joe's, and you know they both ended up going to the league and doing their own thing. Yeah, He's definitely a hitter, man. Hey, man. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, the last thing on the docket as far as NBA is concerned, and I believe this happened in either Los Angeles or Philadelphia, but. Uh, Fan wanted to take a photo with Mayweather, and Mayweather was like, nah, your nails are painted. I ain't messing with that. Thoughts? Yo, let's talk about what happened before that. Let's talk about the Lakers fighting. <laughs> like, new edition. <laughs> like, 
the five heartbeats. <laughs> right. Yo, Rondo. It's a lot. It's a lot. What's, it, what's, up, what's going on? Like, no, not Rondo. What's up with fucking the Brown fucking... Oh, three clothes. Davis? But yeah, Anthony Davis and fucking Dwight Howard fighting on the bench, yeah. baby. <laughs> Yo, personalities, man. Yo, when um, Rondo got to break it up, why, why how Rondo break up the fight? Y'all know Rondo like the fight. How Rondo break up the fight? <laughs> Yo, that, you know, you know this, that's, that happens a lot. Like, the ball that makes it up a lot, he be breaking up the fights. You think Rondo be the main one breaking up the fights? I mean, you know, you're probably like certain things, right? I'm just like in certain situations. Like, I'm just saying like in general, like on the street sometimes, whatever. Like, you might see like that old head that's like 44 and old on the street, like break up a fight between like two young guys. But it's like, you know, Rondo, you know, he's, you know, he he kind of got that, you know, he got that jacket. You know, he's been in the league for a while. He got a chip. You know what I mean? And, you know, he, he he's his own share of crazy. So I think. He got two know, chips. There we go. I stand corrected, you know what I mean? And, you know, he's staying. Like, like I said, he got that jacket, so, you know, it's... But, I mean, he's probably one of the main... You know, it's like the locker room guys, you know what I mean? Just like in wrestling or, you know, he's, you know, one of them locker room guys. But Dwight old enough, though. I don't know what happened, but... I don't know, but those niggas look like... Old enough. <laughs> that nigga age. Anthony said, woof. <laughs> Like, I got the same jersey on her. It's 2021. Like, what? Like, grab, like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. LeBron look confused. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a crazy situation. It seems like there's, like, a lot of infighting, and, you know, it seems like there was just a lot of, like, bad energy in that arena, you know, just overall. Yo, and so. All right. Yeah. To, so we talked about that crazy energy from the Lakers that night. So Mayweather, that who still know why is Mayweather hanging out with Justin Bieber? <laughs> so you drew from that. <laughs> why did that happen? The money team. The money team. Shut up. <laughs> That's what Floyd would tell you. I'm, I swear to God, I'm only telling you. Let's play swear to God. Swear to God, Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather wouldn't tell you. That's the reason why he hanging out with him. Bieber's money. Like money team. You know how to, you know how to go. Yo, I swear to, it was like one time on like one of the twenty fourth. Sevens that are all access on Showtime. He was with somebody, and he was like, "Yeah, like if you got, you know, it's sort of like what Kanye said that time about good music. Like if you make good music, you own good music. Like Ross is on good music and such." Basically, Floyd said that about like you know, like the rich celebrities. He's like, "Yeah, I hang out with such and such. Like it's like it's like they're part of the money team. So I guess that 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 goes to mean that they're like honorary money team. Hey, but he, you know, this he 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 floated it like that before. So it's like he. You know, Justin Bieber and them, you know, he'd be out in Vegas, I'm, you know. Didn't Bieber carry the belt one uh, time? Yeah, he did. Yeah, During the photo fight. Trust he carried me. both belts. 
His kids was cool with him or something. They was hanging out, all types of shit. Oh, yo. <laughs> <laughs> my man just wanted an autograph. My man just wanted an autograph. And right. Wrote, nah, you got fingernails. Hey, <laughs> hold up. Hey, what? Like, huh? <laughs> Nigga, you the one who looked like an Ed Hardy model. What the fuck? We just <laughs> 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 yo, that's it right there. That's it. Yo, exactly. Like, how could I, yo? That's what I was trying to say. That's all I was trying to say. You can't sign my, you can't sign my autograph. You look like fucking fresh out of a Jim Jones video. Like, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, and wow, too. You saw how he was looking at Kid Cudi on the bench? What happened? So there's a photo circulating of uh, Mayweather, like, looking at uh, Kid Cudi on the end of the bench with, like, so much, like, like hate. Like, I felt like he wanted to channel it out there, and he's like, you know what? If if I ride on Kid Cudi, you got too many fans, so I'm going to ride on the kid who got, you know, fingernails. <laughs> no, not too many people going to roll on Cudi. Like, I'm sorry. Like, y'all can swear what the fuck you want about, about Scott, but that nigga's still from Cleveland, you know? So, like. <laughs> Shout out to Shake yeah, he, really don't, he don't bother nobody. Except for Lupe, I guess. No, 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 no. You're, you're right. He don't bother nobody. But I'm just saying, like, yo, like. Yeah. All the people who say about this nigga, like, oh, he's weird or whatnot. Like, yo, that nigga's still from Cleveland. Don't run up on him. He'll beat your ass. Like, <laughs> like he's yeah. not I don't think he's one of them. Like don't don't fuck with him. Right. So uh now from the money team to the real money team, Elon Musk. You've heard that right. Trillionaire. Not billionaire, millionaire, but trillionaire. He just broke the trillion. Um I'm not too familiar with the situation. I apologize in advance, but guy's getting his money somehow. Yeah, so like, from so from my understanding, I think I got big business. Listen, bro, how you make thirty six billion in a day? <laughs> so I think what the breakdown is is that Tesla, which he's like, you know, so you know, not sold, but uh, you know, main stake owner Tesla is worth about a trillion, and then out of the deal, he gets like $300 billion for it. Wow. Some goofy shit. It's, it's, it's like, because... He's going to sell Tesla like, for $300 billion? Say that again? He's going to sell Tesla for $300 billion? No, not that he's going to sell it. That's what's going into his pocket. Oh. It's, 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 it's the, the company is worth a trillion because the the price of the shares over the years has been going up. Because not too long ago we was talking about Eli. It was one of the episodes, and he uh, he. So basically, the the price the price kept going up. The price of the Tesla stock it just kept going up. Up now I think it's like a stat. It's crazy. It's like a thousand dollars for a share of Tesla. You know what I mean? So that values the company way more higher because one share is like you know so much money. You know what I mean? So, I forget exactly what the numbers was back then, but he basically, like, he didn't shit it on all them numbers we was talking about. Now, he on some new shit. Saving him $36 billion in a day. 
is one of the biggest days in like you know history of like you know the person that made on Wall Street. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's crazy. Right now. That's 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 scary. Yeah, but I mean, he he has more billions because that's the thing. We think about people on the people on Earth is only about like what five six billion people. I, mm-hmm. I know that's a, that's a crazy like range, right? That's you know, but it's in between there, bro. It's like if everybody just get a billion dollars, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's not that simple. I'm just no talking about, yo, that nigga Elon Musk is fucking, he really is Lex Luthor, nigga. No, no, no. Jeff Bezos is Lex Luthor. Bezos is, is Lex Luthor? Yes, Bezos is Lex Luthor. Elon Musk is Tony Stark. Okay, right. Third. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> so funny, man. This shit really happened in the real world. Yeah. Space. Yeah. Would never. <laughs> <laughs> that is the real money team, though. Jesus Christ. So, uh, you know, speaking of teams and, you know, linking up together and having your logos and whatnot. Amanda Seals was under fire for using the AKA logo on Insecure. <laughs> yeah, man. There we go. The, the hashtag Black Civil War. As the Money Jones call it. As the Money Jones would call it, Black Civil War. Um, yo. Hey, man. My. Listen, as a person who went to an HBCU, a person who went to the South Carolina State University, um, the first HBCU, by the way, the first, the very first, that's, anyway. (laughs) But no, man, like, yo, people was wild. Like, listen, I don't like Amanda Seals in the first place. So, like, at first, when I was seeing people pile on and, like, shitting on Amanda Seals, I'm like, hell yeah, like, I'm, I'm always down, you know, to crack some jokes on Amanda Seals, but there was, like, about her being an AKA in a TV show, like, if y'all mad about that, wait until y'all see Stomp the Yard. Oh, shit. Wait, did they see, did you wait, see that video on Twitter? Wait until y'all realize that Theta Theta is not a real fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't see nothing. They didn't see school days. They didn't see like they didn't see nothing. Like some of these people are just you know. Wait till y'all realize that John Travolta really wasn't Daddy Zuko. <laughs> he was really wasn't a T bird. Michael Rainey Jr. ain't Tyreek. <laughs> <laughs> like yo, that's what I'm saying. Like yo, that kid, yo. That kid got to live with so much shit, yo. Like, he was talking about how, like, his inbox on Instagram and Twitter just be, like, threats. Like, nigga, like, how can you do that to your pops? He's a a snake. When I see you, I'm going to kill you, nigga. Like, yo, like, that's my character, nigga. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what's crazy? Some people had the impression that, like, Insecure, like, the way that I think that has been shot these past couple of years, because people don't really watch TV. And a lot of black homes and a lot of homes 
across America, you know what I mean? Sometimes TV just be on it like you're passing by. And like certain things like wrestling and hip hop and things like that catch our attention first. Maybe before something that's like of a narrative or something. People had people was thinking that like that like insecure or some type of reality show. And like that's what the fuck Amanda Seals is on the show. And like it was like crazy. Like I was saying some other shit from like some other time. And I'm just like, man, like people just have a really weird understanding of how media works and what media are in what categories. I mean, hey, even for reality television, right? Like that's that 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 definitely has its uh fair share of you know production. It's produced, right? It's not like all a shoot. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, like you can't get that confused. Like insecure is not a reality show. Like because I guess the people it looks like a lifestyle show, like loving hip hop. That's not the four friends. But, like, this is clearly a narrative. Like, this isn't, like, kids. So, but, you know, some people probably can't decipher. It's comprehension things out there. It's, it's a lot going on, man. So, I, you know, but it's, it's, it's crazy. And uh, last on the docket, you know, as far as comprehension, misunderstandings, and just not really, you know, indulging in media and just reading articles and not, you know, getting the facts straight. Our boy Dave Chappelle is in the news again. And cancel culture is rearing its ugly head, and I don't know. Is he going to sweep the leg, brother? <laughs> man, it's, it's running wild right now, man. I just, I need, I kind of just want Dave to tap out. I just want Dave to tap out, man, because it's like, if you don't say nothing, because I don't know, I, I mean, hey, Dave, you know, he can pull, he could, you know, he can get, you know, I don't know what show that was. I think that was uh, a few days ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, he, it's just like he feels like he's at war or something, or maybe he feels like some, you know, it's a community, a community, people from a community at war with him. So he's like, you know, on defense. Uh, but yeah, man, I, you know, I was, it's tough. I, yeah, I, I would go in the house after a while. They've been outside. I've been back outside for a while. With the George Floyd thing, you know, but I, I would just go back in the house on this one thing. You know, I don't know. It's, it's it's tough. It's hard to say for another man. But I mean, he will be. He's, he'll, they will be fine. I, you know, he's rich. You know, he has a solid audience. Like, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what more he. I don't know what he wants. I just don't know what he wants out of this. Listen, man. Trust the fat boys break up every day. I wake up. I got something to say. Listen, man, I never thought, like, yo, I see the day I see Dave Chappelle on the ropes, yo. And this, on the ropes. And this video I saw just a minute, uh, a while ago today, he... <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he do look stressed. He do look... He, yeah, he taking shots. He on the ropes. He taking shots. <laughs> He got uh, Mickey in there. Get off the ropes, Rock. Get off the ropes. Oh, man. Yeah, they, they got him right now in the corner. Clubber just get that ass back. Like, yo, oh. it, listen, they walked out. You know, they started. It, listen, man. Don't fuck with them alphabet people, dog. Don't fuck with them, man. Don't like that's the real candy man. Like, don't fuck with them, man. Don't say nothing. 
I think with Dave too, his, his perspective is he's going against the grain and he feels like he's the last of that, you know, say what I can and do generation and let me push the envelope. Because the thing with comedy, it's always been make light or at least make an observation of a situation that others won't speak on. Granted, he's ready for the globe. He's ready for that smoke. But it seems like every time he's doing something, something comes out. And I think he's getting to the point where he's just like, he's either not giving a fuck or he's saying, damn, you know, it, do I have to, you know, police my own comedy now? Because cancel culture is real as far as this big boogeyman of cancel culture. You know, you say a certain thing or it's misconstrued or miscommunicated and then you're done, you lose a bag. And, you know, as far as to get back, Dave might be one of those guys. Dave might not be one of those guys. But in retrospect, if this trend continues and I don't want to put on a, you know, conspiracy hat or anything, we're going to... Uh, Fahrenheit 451 levels of absurd things happening, you know? Listen, man, um, low called Dave Chappelle was the Jewish calling of our generation. You know, I think that's what Low said. Low once said, like, our, our parents and our grandparents got to grow up with Jewish Carlin. We got to go grow up with, you know, with Dave Chappelle. And, um, <coughs> Listen, I'm not saying that he's right. You know, I listen. I watched this show, The Closer, like three times to try, to, like, to really like understand where, like, what the people were saying, and I was just maybe because I thought it wasn't funny to me or whatever. Maybe, maybe that's why. I, like, I don't think it's funny. Like, I don't give. I didn't get where he was trying to go at it with some with some of those jokes, or whatever. But um, I I did get the one where he was talking about his friend, you know, the person who uh, committed suicide after you know after. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I don't I don't know what Dave is doing right now. Like Dave, like he said, he had like this whole uh, Dave had a rollout going, man. He thought we like. He was gonna drop the closer, and then he was gonna drop this documentary or whatever, and like she was gonna keep going. But you know, yeah. nah, people just like nah, fam. Um, I do feel like this, like. What are they even talk? What are the two sides even gonna talk about when they do finally come together and talk? What are they even talk? What are we even talking about now? What's the conversation yeah. about? Yeah. You know. Um, and that's that's why that I'm confused about that. What's the what's yeah. the what are we talking about? You know, when they finally do talk. And does it settle? You know, what happens? Like, they just walk out hand in hand and say, we, we're good. Do they do, like, what, you know, 50 Cent and get it and hug and do a press conference? Yeah. Other than that, I mean, that's the docket. And um, let's talk about something else. We, we got a little bit. We got a little bit of time. Uh, okay. Let's let's keep it in Philly. Yo, hello, man. 
What's up? Mm-hmm. What's up with your boy? You don't know where his money at? Wait, which one? Who don't, who don't know where his money at? Nick, Nick don't know where his money at? Well, what McMill do today in McMill news? What happened? Meek Mill said he don't know where uh, his money at. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't got no labor money. This year he, he splits. He not. Yeah. Hey man, I I, I know he's been doing a lot of you know other deals that you know don't necessarily have to do with music, and you know that's always a good thing. However, you know <laughs> a, a lot of artists have experience with experiences with this. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, something's going on, right? It's been some talk about some MFG stuff for a little while, and you know, me and Ross are necessarily seeing eye to eye on certain things. It's, it's it, you know, it's 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 a lot that could be going on in the next few years as far as where where he'll be and things of that nature. But and hey, man, it might it might be it might be a it might be some truth to that. Uh, we kind of saw that, like you know. Quavo and Amigos kind of had some things to say about uh, their label uh, not so long ago. So I, I don't know, man. It's, it's you know the artists always kind of see things in a certain way because they're from a certain angle. Megs, Megs uh, by her label. Yeah. Damn. So so Meek's truly MMG. Man's money gone. Hey man, expensive pain, yo. Expensive pain. Living his life. I'm trying to tell you. I you, man. Yo, what is this with Kanye hanging out with Jay Prince, yo? Hey, man. That boy, yeah, he, he's an interesting dude. <laughs> he's he been hanging out with a couple people. They said Jay Prince and uh, who's the former Trump dude, Michael Cohen. All types of people, man. Like, today is a trip. He's been wearing disguises like the mask from Mission Impossible. Yeah. I don't know what he ain't doing, man. But he ain't out here. He featured with Young Thug one day. Oh, man. Um, he, he chill, yo, he ain't out here wilding, man. And he, 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 he definitely they said he changed his name legally for good, right? Yeah, it's Yay. It's Yay. Yo, so listen, man. Uh, Dave Chappelle, he is doing like some Ten City about his uh for his documentary. He's gonna drop it in Ten Cities or whatever. Um, I know it's gonna be way different to go see, so I'm not even trying to look at tickets. Sorry, no, like it's gonna be super impossible. Yeah, they're going up. <clears throat> To go on that shit. Uh, but yo, man, like, what else? What I want to talk about? There was something that really grinded my gears that I wanted to talk about today. But, um, I can't. Uh, no, man. Everything's doing me, man. Uh, that's the left me on the dock. You got anything left y'all want to talk about on the dock, fellas? No, I, I mean. The what what up? Montana thing. I thought that was pretty funny. Cool. 
French Montana. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that, yo. So okay, so French. <laughs> so there's this meme with the squid. The squid games me where they like they playing again. They're like a name name twenty French Montana solo songs. Or get shot or whatever, and like and people were like fuck, like people couldn't name it. And Prince Montana named like thirty songs. He was like, like he, my man was vexed. He wasn't even mad. He was vexed. <laughs> but like, like he didn't. <laughs> but for real, I don't even know twenty Prince Montana solo songs. I don't even know five. <laughs> <sighs> Oh my gosh, man! I do sanctuary. Um, off the rip. Hey, listen, listen, everything's a go. Oh, chop it down. No, 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 chop it, chop it down with somebody else. Hold on. Yeah, Damn. I don't got it. I don't. Have... <laughs> oh, famous. famous is one. Oh, the oh. intro to Bag of Cheese two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, don't panic. Oh, yeah, don't play with my shit. But no, man, for real. The intro to one of the mac and cheeses, the only, um, only for one night, when he jacked that mm-hmm. beat. That was my shit. Yeah, Freddy got some shit. He got some mistake shit. He got, you know. Live it uh, in. He can't even respond to that shit. No, nah, he responded to that shit. That, my nigga was hot. It was bad. My nigga was mad, yo. That's why he mentioned though, was ain't worried about nothing. That was a that was a fun. Ain't worried about nothing was said first. I'm like, yo, he went in, like he ain't playing. Like, yo, who's that nigga to West Side Gun? Yeah, I don't know who the fuck that is. Like, what's going on with that? Oh, John Hamilton. Who's John Hamilton? The ring announcer with like the funny hair. He's like coming to the ring. Oh. oh. Okay, because he's a tag. I didn't hear about that shit. Yeah, I guess he sampled like some. I don't even know the song, but I guess he sampled someone saying an intro or something like that, and then like decided. Yeah. I don't, he 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 kind of he kind of came off a little like. Weird, you know, kindergarten raps, and it was just like, ah, dude. It was weird. He, said, he said your kindergarten fables. I was like, what? I was like, that's racist. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it sounds racist. Kindergarten fables. Man, I don't know what that is, bro. Oh, I, I had one. Uh, I I know you guys. You guys watch football, though. Y'all fuck with football, right? Yes. So the GOAT Tom Brady, you know, he decides to throw his 600 touchdown, beats Chicago, and Mans goes online, and he plays uh, Chief Keith's song in the background. And meanwhile, you know, Mike Evans catches a 600 touchdown, 
gives it to a fan and brings like, I'm going to need that back. So uh, I got here what he was offered. He was offered uh, two season tickets for the rest of the season and next season, $1,000 in uh, store credit in Tampa Bay, um, cleats, signed jerseys, and also Tom Brady gave him one, one Bitcoin. Did Mans get fleeced or he got his money's worth? I don't know. We need to confer with dinner with Jay Z Twitter for this. <laughs> I need to confer with dinner with Jay Z Twitter for this. <laughs> dinner wasn't going to tell us this is a good deal or not. No, I can't tell you. Only dinner with Jay Z Twitter knows the answer to this. You know what? That'll be an awesome shark edition. <laughs> Dinner with Jay Z, Shark Tank edition. Well, like, you know, <laughs> I think the the boy asked to play a round of golf with 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 him too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he got that, but yeah, you just better off getting that, homie. The the round of golf. But I don't know. Yeah. It's it's the six hundred TD ball, man. It, whatever they would have gave him, nothing they could have gave him. He's usually fleeced no matter what. Okay, now low. Let's say in your situation, you know, you're at a Philadelphia Seventy Sixers game and you catch Ben Simmons' eight thousandth air ball and he wants it back. What are you trading <laughs> him for? <laughs> he can have that one. <laughs> he can definitely have that one. We don't want those. <laughs> was the one that score. And that's the thing, man. Ben might not even get a chance to break no records hands so That's sad when I think about it. Like it's been a record. It's gonna be one of those records. Markel Fultz was like, yo, okay. I'm glad I got the fuck out of there. <laughs> that's another one. Well, they shouldn't should have said his name that night. Like they they just they, they don't know. They don't know what to do. Yeah, no matter what. So now what? <laughs> oh man! Like they done took like all promotional pictures and everything. Like I saw a little picture with like with all the faces here, the in the faces picture. All we gotta do is trust the process. Yeah, the process was a lie. <laughs> marketing team and it was failure total and complete failure it's like a lot of things in the city and it happened very used to it very used to it boys oh my god <laughs> why is that just, just <laughs> the Eagles playing crazy what, what's up with the Eagles man like I thought Jalen Hurts would be alright He's not an accurate thrower. He can run the ball, but he doesn't know how to. He does. He, he can't even throw the football yet. His NFL quarterback. Honestly, I think I thought y'all coach be running some weird plays. He's a terrible play caller. <laughs> you heard it here first. He needs work. Like he's like he needs serious work. Like he's getting real on the job experience. That's cool. And it's like, he might as well out there be getting tackled with Miles Sanders. He's calling some terrible shit. 
and is putting guys like Jalen Rose in danger, quite quite honestly. Yeah, man, it's just so many examples over these past few games, man. I'm just like, oh, man. You're going to see, though, it's a long season. It's a long season NBA-wise, NFL-wise. Who knows? No, nah, I think we pick up NBA wise. Hmm. We're gonna pick up, man. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you know. We're gonna we we gonna make it. Y'all gonna end up getting like Steven Cullum or something. Bro, that conversation is such old news as far as I'm concerned. That's my guy too. I I hate saying it, but it's injury, man. And we got guards, like we, you know, what I mean, we got young guards. We don't really need, and then, you know, Max, he's improving. You know what I mean? We really don't need a guard to shoot. So what do y'all I mean, need? What do y'all need, man? A miracle. Oh, Remember when Jeezy said, "Uh, on from my president is black." Um, I say, and I quote, "We need a miracle, and we need a miracle because this shit is hysterical." <laughs> oh. Thank you, Rico. Thank you. That's why he's here. That's why he's here, people. Like, we need a miracle because this shit is hysterical. Like, <laughs> I EC Jesus and email Allah. Like, we need it. Like, listen. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to tell y'all, man. It's just, <laughs> I'll tell you. You, you like don't need a homie for next man to save you. This is Logan giving the State of the Union address on the uh, on the state of Philly sports right now. <laughs> you need a that's, that's what's happening, man. Too many Philadelphia. Oh man, Mandisha. Uh oh. Y'all gotta go on Twitter, bro. Yeah, it's happening. It's up. Man, DC, hey, listen, man. Y'all fucking with the 10? Hold on, hold on. Lo got some breaking news. What's going on in the Twitter world? Yeah, I mean, Mandy Rose, uh, you know, is your NXT Women's Champion, and according to our friends over at Public Enemies Podcast, hashtag Black Wrestling Draws prevails again. Wow. They said Black Wrestling Draws. Look at my man Nas. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> my man's malfunctioning. Uh, he malfunctioned like Draymond. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck, man? It's about what you do after the take, Jim Draymond. Listen, this is, this is, yo, gentlemen, I'm telling you, this has been, this is this one of the one. Yo, I'm about to what, send it. What's going on, man? We about, we about to let you know. Okay? Man, Dushi got a chip. Dushi. <laughs> <laughs> they said... Your public enemies is them boss. <laughs> oh my gosh. Gotta love it, man. Black wrestling draws once again. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Take me to another place. Man. 
But yeah, is that a grand opening, grand closing? Man. Yo, man, I feel bad for Dakota Cobb, man. Yeah, yeah, King Coda. Yeah. That should have been Coda right there who took it off of Raquel, but for Mandisha, M to the, A to the, N to the, A to the. Listen, man. But I, I mean, you know, I think I like it. I think I like, well, you, as far as, you know, the change and the, I mean, it's fresh. It's new. You know what I mean? Like, we always get, you know, you know, Vince, Vince love his blondes, man. She's a brunette. And, but listen to me. I, you know what I mean? Like, the push, the push in these past couple of years, you know, fire and hey, ice, all that stuff, like. What's the difference between Mandy Rose and Janet Jackson? What? <laughs> Just asking. I don't know. You, you said Janet? Yeah. 80s Janet. Plenty principal Janet. That could easily be Mandy Rose. He said, what's the difference? Come on, man. <laughs> oh shit. All right. All right, y'all. Listen, this is how we're breaking it up. So, this is the end of our show. But, right after this, y'all gonna hear our interview, our exclusive, exclusive interview with the big homie, Bo Atlas, Good Foot Bo Atlas. Um,. It's a great interview, man. It's one of the ones. And uh, this is Rito's first show. And he did well. We did well. Um, Tom was a great vibe. And uh, like we always do at this time, like we always say that this time, uh, he doesn't call to qualify. Qualifies the call. That's Christine Kane. I'm Naj. That is the boy Low Fulfilled. That is the homie Rito. Oh, in case you ain't know so. So, uh, yeah. Um, good night. Good luck. Inshallah. Farewell. Find yourself. And we out. Peace. <coughs> Bang. Gang, gang.